going on there, YouTube? This is going to be Donald coming to you from Asawa, Japan. Panko style, McGrudge up and upstairs. Parched up here. Um, just doing another podcast right here. Uh, one thing uh, right, right at the bat, guys, I don't want to kind of get out there. And um, uh, I promise I'm going to bring these podcasts more. But I kind of got into that. Uh, I got into the, um, what's that, the... The flow of kind of getting guests on and things like that. Not that I have nothing against guests. I definitely want to have guests on here periodically. But um, I want to let you guys know I can definitely maintain and, and do the podcast on myself. Uh, for that for that reason, uh, when I'm alone, I'm going to start uh, thinking of segments. Um, I don't, again, segments are going to be segmented as far as like I got an actual topic that I brought up myself or things. Uh, but it, it's still going to be uh, unfiltered, un. Uh, I don't want to, you know, I'm not a Hollywood, never, I'm not a Hollywood person, so I want to, don't want to try to pretend to be that, and uh, that's just one thing I kind of see. We watch other podcasts; they talk a lot of stuff about Hollywood, and they kind of mirror the same thing, and it's like a, a processed uh, thing. And I, I want to keep it real. Uh, this is my spare time, which I really don't have a lot of, uh, so I don't want to be stressed out about this, that, and other stuff like that. So anyway, just getting right into it. Uh, this particular segment is going to be about drift crashing. I had um, I had my guy Mito on, Mito still, a, a few episodes ago. And uh, it's kind of right when I was talking to him at the time, it popped in my mind. But I had a bunch of guests set up and different things like that. So uh, what I'm going to do, do for this podcast is pretty much just go over... Um, this has been years years removed since the crashes I'm going to talk about. Uh, they're pretty major crashes, either in significance of uh, the car was severely broken or it was like a, a something that I really learned at that time. It helped me uh, towards drifting down. So we're going to break down about, we got uh, about uh, four four crashes here. We're going to go cycle through those guys and everything. Before I get into that, just want to give a shout out to my guys at Bridge Moto, Alan, Alan Newsom and Rachel over at Bridge Moto down in uh, Georgia. Talking, uh, it was at Talking Rock, Georgia, and everything. So this is a brand new ultraviolet, uh, ultraviolet gloves from Bridge Motor. Very, very comfortable, uh, very sleek, and everything. Very form fitting. So I go and slide one on for you really quickly. And uh, I got pretty large hands, and they fit like great for my hands and everything. They're very. There's no extra uh, material, so like your hands and everything, it fits really good. You've got your suit on, it fits down really good there. So I really like this uh, glove, and I really recommend getting over to Bridge Motor and checking it out. Um, also, as you guys know, a little while ago, I got, um, uh, well, I announced it, then I pulled it back, then I announced it again, but E-D-E-L, uh, uh, which is based in China, which like most stuff, most, most stuff already sent me some samples. I'm actually doing, conducting some tests right now on these clutches right here. This particular one is going to be going into my S14 that I uh, posted up a little while ago. This is RB25, a twin plate clutch, um, and I've been working with these guys for about three months, or so two months now, um, and like I say... Uh, different companies are different and everything, but I, I had them see my see my perspective on why I need to have things in shop and everything. Pretty um, I mean, pretty standard stuff. I've had a lot of clutches: ORS, Ogura, Exedi, ATS. I've used them all, and uh, I know quality. And and this thing, I mean, it's definitely a good quality piece. Um, not going to speak on who they may, may produce for. That's not my place to say. But I mean, uh, look at the color right there. You, you look on the market and see what's out there. You kind of can see uh, what it is. So. Just keeping it real out there. I mean, there's the sources for everything. I'm not trying to knock on anybody parade, but again, I I, I tried to work with Ogura. I tried to work with different companies. Make sure my audio is going right here. But I, I try to work with different companies, and uh, I don't know whether it's but I'm, I'm a new shop or they got enough promotion out there, but they just didn't need me. So just they didn't need me. So I found the source, got my own stuff, and actually going to produce my working on producing my own line of clutches and things like that. So moving right along, again, what this is, what this is, this video about is um, you know, you see a lot of guys out there. Um, everybody posts the good stuff. 
some people post like I had a bad day, I had a crash or whatever, but they don't get right into it because you don't move on and, and, and get to the next stage of life. Uh, but some guys, you'll, they'll spend a lot of times highlighting and acting like they're not they're perfect. And even when editing, um, I used to, I, I was, I mean, I'm, I'm a victim of it. You would edit like edit your clips together back in the day. I mean, back when you sucked at drifting, uh, you would edit your clips together to make it look like you were like killing it all day when really you were spinning out here. You won complete the lap, but then it got to a point where I just started doing full up. Uh, unedited uh, laps and everything just to show that I wasn't doing that and stuff like that. So um, these videos are arranged between maybe 2009 and 2012 uh, for the crashes. Not saying I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not. It's not that I can't crash now, but um, over the years you work out like while you crash and then crashes will happen. And that's one thing I will point out to guys that are just getting into this to get this just, just getting started. Uh, with drifting and things like that, don't look at it like, uh, man, you know, uh, with people like, oh, my buddy's like, oh, I ain't never crashed. Odds are, guys out there who has never crashed, that means they're not, they never pushing the boundaries. Um, the same guys that uh, always say my car lasts forever, uh, that means you're not, you're not pushing a car, man, because I don't, you know, F1 cars blow, NASCARs blow. I always point it out just to let you guys see the difference, you know how much money those guys spend. And, I mean, you got top guys in the game like Daigo and all that, who cars blow up. I mean, things happen, man. You know, it doesn't matter how much you spend I keep saying this again. Doesn't matter how much you spend, the modified parts only make it last a little bit longer. But it's still mechanical. You still got tons of horsepower, uh, spinning things and pushing things and pulling things. Uh, things are gonna break, man. So if you don't want to do that, you're just not about the life. So anyway, just jump right into what I talked a little bit already. It's already five minutes in, so I don't want to lose you guys because I know my analytics again say most people tune in for about 15 minutes. Uh, so it's not gonna be a long podcast because we're gonna talk about the crash, what happened, and things like that. So let's get right into it. Uh, the first one here we're going to bring up is going to be uh, Sazan Circuit. This was around about 2000, um, I want to say 2012, uh, 2012 or 2013 in my S13. Um, uh, this was the Sil 80. Yeah, this was the Sil 80 because I'll get into why well, that car's not around anymore. So we're just going to play the video and uh, we'll, we'll observe what All right, so that was uh, Sazan Circuit, like I said, 2012 right there. Uh, with this particular event, why the, the reason why, I mean, I know exactly why I crashed. Uh, this particular track, um, it's in Sendai, Sazan Circuit, a very old circuit. It kind of mimics uh, Sugo Circuit for guys out there who haven't who have been around for a little bit. And uh, pretty much what went down with this particular track was it was very, very bumpy. My first time driving there. Um, I was just kind of getting into somewhat of a groove, and I did a, a, a made a mistake that you don't do. Um, I adjusted. I, I watched drivers drive, and then I I was seeing everybody hot. I mean, every car out there. There's just like a, it's like a uh, if you watch the uh, what's that the FMX or the Motorrec Motorrec Motor whatever motocross or whatever, and the guys go over the whoops or whatever, and it just goes like that. What well, a track! The front section felt just like that. Then my my I never rode a dirt bike on whoops. But I, that was it kind of like that's what it felt like. I mean, you go down the street and your car just goes like it hops, it hops, it hops, it hops. And um, I, I was uh, I got there late, so I was number one late to the party. 
so when I got there, I had to wait for my class, my class to come up at the unloaded the truck and everything, got there. And uh, what happened was pretty much I was adjust. I was looking at the thing and I'm like, man, everybody, I see everybody coming up the track and they're like, fuck, man, complaining, like not complaining, but like first time there. And they, the, the feelings are like, man, this track sucks. It does. It, it's, it's old, unkept track. It's, I haven't been back there since. Uh, but anyway, um, I was I was like, man, I got to I got to light. I got to lighten up my suspension or lighten up the uh, compression. The um, what is it? The dampeners to kind of absorb those bumps and uh, bad mistake on my part. Adjusting something that before I ever before I actually went out there and drove it. Uh, so right away, I didn't I didn't compensate or I should have seen how my last suspension setup was. Just drove it first and then um, adjust it. And so that was a mistake on my part. Never do that. I would suggest not doing that, guys. Don't don't adjust your car based on the theory of what you've seen, what you're watching, because you got to feel it with yourself and feel it with your setup. Maybe it actually works. It's not gonna be not gonna be that bad. So you kind of want to you overcompensate uh, for what happened right there, and it's, that just went down. Um, also, going into that, watching the, on the video, um, just uh, as you guys just watched, I was like uh, that that particular run was off. If you watched the one before that, it was kind of more on and engaged. It went around and everything. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't attempted to drift there. I kind of forced the drift. There was nothing there. There was no momentum there, and it was just bad. So what happened? Pretty much once I initiated that weak clutch cut, I wasn't going fast enough. Once I initiated initiated that weak clutch kick and when I stare in, what happened? Pretty much was the wheel. The wheel came out the ground, and there was no uh, there was no feeling there. So I literally, when the wheel was in the air, I couldn't feel anything, and it came down and caught, and just went straight into the mountain like you're seeing right there again. Uh, so actually, I'm, I'm running back one more time so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. See if I can kind of skip forward. So right, right there, when I went to go initiate in, I should have just uh, not did that. Um, I should have just killed that drift and just came, went around, did another lap, and then engaged again. So when I went to go, when I went to go stare in, there was literally no contact. So I'll play it again. We'll just uh, continue that. Yeah, there, there was literally no con. There was no. I mean, I, it was the first time in my life I've ever felt no contact. Uh, from the wheel, I mean, like when I, uh, or I'll say, uh, let me see, um, if you guys have ever jacked a car up on a, on a, on a jack stand or whatever, and you turn a wheel, you see how fast you could turn a wheel, well, literally less, it went from, it went from having feedback to no feedback, uh, so, for example, the guys who play Gran Turismo, Forza, whatever, or whatever that has forced feedback, um, when I, uh, went to, when I turn it, you know, first turn in, I could feel a little resistance. And then when I got to that point where I went to go stir, there was nothing. It was just like nothing. So that's why you see the wheel flopping around and everything like that. It was just uh, not good. Uh, so, again, uh, the track was just really bad. A really bad. Uh, the track is really bad. I mean, honestly, really, really bad track. Uh, the backsides that was not judged were fine. But the actual judging portion, it was like dips. It was fall offs. Uh, it was wild. Um, I definitely want to go back there again and just play on that track again. Uh, but it, I, I just never. It was. It, it wasn't like Mubara or BC or Maze. It wasn't one of those circuits where I wanted to go back and uh, do it again. So I just never went back, and that's been that for that. So yeah, let me see. All right. So the next one we're gonna talk about, and they say it was like light, very light crash. All right, uh, let me see. So this one right here, I'm going to talk about a little bit. Uh, we'll play the video first and talk about it. So.
All right, I'm gonna pause it right here. All right, so you guys, uh, you see on the uh, picture that's still still image that's right here, <clears throat> number one, uh, where you see where the, the car is. Uh, I'm pretty sure the mouse might might not be in the vid extra video, but where the car is at right now, I'm supposed to be in this entry point for to drift the whole. What I was attempting to do, the car is supposed to be with the clipping point. I'm way off the clipping point right there. And that was actually a picture. Again, this was back in like 2009, 2010 when I was just getting uh, acclimated to the track and everything and drifting the full length of MSP. Uh, so pretty much your car where the R33 is at right now, it's supposed to be actually way closer to that clipping point. I mean, you're supposed to pretty much nose it, not go off the road, but. You're supposed to be way close to that clipping point. Um, you see, you guys see the black lines there, uh, where the line is. So there's different lines. So actually, if the line I'm on right now in that picture, there's a the, there's a north course, and a, a north course, and a south course part, portion of Ibisu. I'm not Ibisu, but MSP, which is modeled after Ibisu. Those guys who don't know. Um, and on this line I'm on right now, that line is sufficient for doing the, the half course, which you're going all the way around that. You're going all the way around the uh, half course, and you're, you're linking the half course. But for the full course, which which is what I was doing that day, we were trying to do, and I was like uh, dicking around, not doing it really, uh, not really committing. You're supposed to be more into that clipping point, so I was way off. So right there, and I had a car, I had a person in the car, my buddy Grant, and I was showing off. Uh, it was this really bad situation right there. So I go ahead and unpause it so you can see the rest of the damage. So that's another picture right there. And that's the final result of the accident. So I hit, uh, as you can see, if you look down in the bottom left of the picture, there's a really big tire right there. And it really is a really big tractor tire. So that whole tractor tire is right in the crease of the car. So it bent. You had a roll cage in there. And there's a bolt-on cage, guys out there who get bolt-on cages shit. They saved my leg because it pushed the, um, the cage. I couldn't use it anymore because it bent. Um, but it, uh, the tractor tire, I hit that about second going into third gear or whatever. And it just smashed everything. The car was wrecked. It was it was it was beyond repair. So pulled the engine stuff out of board in the R33, and that's the R33 I have now. Um, and I swapped all the stuff into that. Um, so yeah, man, it was a uh, bad accident, and um, um, I lost the car. I, was, I got that R33 back in 2008, and uh, yeah, it was it was it sucked. It was my first major. It was my first major uh, wreck ever. Uh, now, like I said, this was 2009. Uh, yes, 2009. 2009 going into 2010 i got in japan in 2008 so i got about a season out of the car and everything it's just learning pains i mean it's just something i did so number one what i wouldn't have did i um i i, sh I should have known i knew i was offline but i pushed it i had a person in the car um i tapped the wall which you heard you seen on there it says wall tap um i should have shut it down so what i kind of i tried to do was i kind of tried to kind of uh scandinavian flick into it and that was a bad thing so pretty much it just understood from the wall out to that uh, point and then i wrecked right there uh so just i just should have not have pushed it um you got you got to learn when like uh the because if you if you mess up for example the guys who drift at a uh, manami course you see people crash a lot a lot of the manami man you you're you're crashing your accidents actually um they're done way before you even get to that uh, the proverbial jump which is not really supposed to jump full full fledged uh, for for judging stuff because judges don't look for the jump, but uh, when you see people crash at the uh, Ibisu Manami course, it's be it's because of everything they did before they they, they initiated. Um, so the initiation has to be good, the middle point has to be good, the the the, the third part of the run has to be good, and the final part has to run. Final part of the run has to be good. So if you um if you're not prepared or 
if you're not you're second guessing it, just shut the drift down and, and redo it. So this accident right here was a, as the result of um, pushing over pushing when it wasn't there. The last the one I just again played uh, at Sazan that was a result of like I should have just shut it down. The the it wasn't it was just a bad it was a bad initiation. So again, two bad initiations in a row caused that issue caused the crash, and that's most all crashes is a bad initiation or a fuck up somewhere. And both of these were not mechanically related. There was nothing wrong with the tires, nothing wrong with anything. I I caused the crash. So we're gonna move on to the next one, which is gonna be my uh, one I had a Sylvia at the Bisu. All right, so that's the aftermath of the uh, crash right there. Pretty fucked up. Then when you guys see where I crashed it, you're going to be like, what the hell? This is on Manami course. So I messed all that stuff up. All right, so the image pulling up right here. So the red zone right there is the red zone that you see on the line is generally where everybody uh, everybody crashes on um, <clears throat> Manami. You, you crash at the top. You crash somewhere in the middle. You crash somewhere towards the end, or you crash into the tire barrier. So that's where all the crashes happen on Manami. Nowhere else. Uh, I crashed like a dumbass on the inside of the like the the safe zone. So <clears throat> I was coming around uh, with this particular time. It was a uh, it was a it was a portion where um, I should have not um, I should have not have uh, pushed past the tire the tires. Um, you know you, you do a lap and you see one more lap, one more lap, one more lap. At this time it was about one two in the morning actually at Manami because it was doing this was doing the BC uh BC Drift My City which is twenty four hours of drifting for the go those guys that don't know. So people are sleeping, people are drifting. It's a known thing. So it's one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, I'm drifting. I'm actually trying to learn Manami. It was nobody out there. So all the guys who were vets at Manami at this time. This is about two thousand um two thousand uh twelve or eleven two thousand eleven or twelve, thirteen. One it was in between that time frame. Time flies man it's two thousand twenty now it's crazy. <clears throat> so um, all of in the daytime, you know, you got Daigo, you got Robbie Nishida, you got Shinji, you got uh, all these guys, uh, Stewie at the time, Jay Ducker, uh, CZ Pickering, all those guys will really kill it during the daytime because you have spectators out there and it's cool to put on a spectacle. Uh, so uh, during the daytime, you have all the really fast drives out there. You don't really want to screw up while those guys out there run into their door and cause accidents with another moving vehicle. So all the guys, myself included, back in that time, I was I was trying to learn Manami. So actually, I did about maybe I swear, man, about 40, 50 laps. Because again, you just you go out there, you fill up, you got tires, and the front tires were sh kind of shitty. Uh, so that's what happened. Pretty much the tires, I knew they were messed up. Um, I kept pushing, I kept pushing, I kept pushing. And on the inside, actually, I had a I had a somewhat of a decent run. I didn't record anything back then, or for that particular run, I had a decent run. And then I come on the inside, and then like I just lost all steering again sensation. And then right into the the big K block. Uh, it's like a not K K blocks, but it's like a big block, big huge block. I mean, it, I hit the block. Cars about what 2,000, 2,800 pounds or whatever it didn't budge a block. The block didn't move at all. Maybe maybe it went back a little inch, but the car was wrecked from those blocks. So most, I mean, I'm probably the only guy that's wrecked the car out of, that I know inside of that zone in the green zone. Man, that was that was embarrassing. Um, I didn't really talk about. He was like, "How you crash?" I just said, "I crashed Manami." I didn't talk my crash inside that damn inside there. Nobody seen it. Um, only in, in BC guy workers had to come out there. I felt bad about those guys that had to come out there and uh, rescue the car and everything. So that sucked. So in a nutshell, in a nutshell, uh, <clears throat> um, when you uh, from this uh, uh, one, what I learned from this crash right there was pretty much um, reloaded. 
So what I learned from that crash was uh, when when you like say one more lap, one more lap, man, make sure your car is good to go. If your car, if your car, is, if you're experiencing, uh, if you're experiencing like a uh, understeering and things like that, or vibrations or whatever, man, get off the track and check it. Um, and it, it was, this was not a case where I was like rushed to drift or whatever. Again, I had the whole track. I had the whole Miami to myself. It was only one o'clock in the morning. There was still no, another whole day of drifting. The cool thing about that crash is the R33 that I uh, that I rebuilt. I had two cars there, so I wasn't out of luck. I just that car was crashed. I took it back to Power Vehicles at the time. We put it there, and actually, the engine. Um, I came back down there about two weeks later. Uh, me, Matt Sicanti, um, a few other guys, and um. I ripped the engine out because we didn't have engine hoist, so we had to like pick the car up and pull it from out the bottom. So I needed those guys for help, and I think well, Aaron, Aaron uh, Wolf was there and a few other guys, and uh, who else was there, man? There was a few other dudes that were there, man. It was it was, a, it was, a, it was some weapons. They were all weapons guys actually. Um, so um, we went down there, pulled it out, and everything. And that engine, that engine from that car lived in like three other cars, and I think is in a fourth car right now. So it actually has had a long life, uh, but again, I learned from that point is just you have issues, come off the track and get it done. So uh, this last one, uh, let me see right here, it's going to be uh, the most. This I, I saved this one for last because it's the most significant. And I'll start the slideshow now. Uh, so for you guys who haven't seen it, this is the sill lady that I drove in a while. Let me make this a little bit bigger and start it over. All right, so this sill lady is the one that I built uh, back, and I got in back in 2000, uh, 2012, 11, something like that. Then I started to go towards like D1 and all that good stuff and everything. So uh, and that's the end of the car right there. I mean, I cut everything off. I mean, I cut, I, I took cut everything off. So the final thing right here is the final image of the uh, move this over a little bit, cover my face. All right, so the the uh, the car again. Well, I stripped everything off of it. Um, I mean, I took every. I, mean, I didn't leave in not a nut bolt. The only thing that was left on it was the front glass, and the front glass was actually cracked, so it wasn't worth anything. But I took everything: the side glasses, the quarter panels, the cut the whole rear section out. I mean, I, I dude, I, I, I skinned it. It was not, it was the only thing that was left was the frame, and that was it. I mean, barely barely that. So I took everything out the car. So I really utilized everything. I had all the spare parts and everything. So I'm looking at this image right here. Um, of course, I'm not gonna name the place where I crashed that because your guys still go out there, and I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't participate or do tailgate stuff anymore after this night, um, and I don't want to blow up their spot, so I'm not definitely gonna give your names. I'm sorry, guys, I won't give it out to you. If you're here, you know about it. If you don't, you'll find yourself not me by not by me, so that won't be that guy. So anyway, um, at by this point, this was like 2013. No, sorry, this was like 2014, 15. Um, I already, already had a car for a couple of seasons. Um, I had I did the SR20 thing a little bit, and I got rid of that, went to the RB and everything. And that was so. This was about 2000, yeah, 13, 14, or something like that. I was out of the military by this time. I was a contractor, so it was like, yeah, four, it was like, yeah, it was 13 or 14. That was one of those years. Uh, so anyway, this was this road right here. The actual, the, the again, I won't give you the actual the actual location, but the actual design of the road it was just exactly. I remember it because I drove on it a bunch of times actually. Um, so pretty much it goes. You go. You kind of go up, and it, the the bottom road, the, the bottom road that's going straight, is not a good representation of uh, what it actually looked like because the it was actually a lot wider. It's about a two three lane wide road. Uh, so pretty much you would come down. You could you can you can manji into that turn. Or you can actually manji out of it and manji as much as you want. So what happened with me, um, this particular time, man, uh, this 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 situation, to give you some some pre, 
situation of what happened here was uh, let me take a squig of water, man. My mouth is dry as hell. All right, this particular situation, um, I was I told it before in the last uh, podcast, a few podcasts before. Um, I was I was in a D one D one event and it didn't go my way. I didn't you know I didn't qualify whatever the reason was. I, I screwed myself up. Actually, wasn't really nothing wrong with the car. I just messed up. Um, but during that event, I was seeing a lot of favoritism, man. It was the first time I seen it like face to face, uh, like you know like guys giving guys a nod or whatever. And I was already I'd already knocked myself out the event. Uh, but I was, I just seen some other buddies that were still in the event that drove from a, a, a far place away and they just didn't get the nod. And they really, and there was one particular controversial part and everybody was like saying the same thing where this guy who was a known promoter of the particular track I was at, um, he messed up, man. Everybody seen it. And it was like, dude, how, did, how does this guy get a pass? And he straightened up during the drift. Like, I mean, other guys wasn't the best, but if you're going to give the run, if both people messed up, the guy who's still sideways has the advantage. The guy who's straightened up, like he, if you gotta, if you gotta really pick it down and narrow it down, and this was like a one more, it was like a, a one more time run as well. So my buddy uh, from Saitama drifted decently, kind of straightened up a little bit, but it was as a result of the other guy straightening fully up. The still getters got a nod, and the thing about it, the guy who they gave the nod to, he got knocked on the next round anyway. My buddy could have continued on and whatever. So I was, you know, it, it wasn't, you know. It was just, uh, I didn't like to see it, man. And the thing about it, you guys hang out, you know, but you don't see, as far as I know, you don't see like, you know, NHL or, um, you know, foot, like foot, soccer or football or actual American football. You don't see referees or judges or whatever or like fi- figure skating. I don't I, I don't know if the, the, you know, Tanya Harding or that's probably not a good, uh, that's not a good example, but, or Nancy Kerrigan or whatever. Uh, you don't see them hanging out the night before at a pub or getting wasted with the judges or whatever. And people out there who might know what I'm talking about, if you feel like it's directed towards you, it is, it's because it is, man. And it's kind of a shitty situation. Not saying, not saying your drift skills ain't good, but... You know what I mean? It's kind of like that thing, man. I'm not going to be out there wasting my money, kissing ass, sucking up, trying to get that thing. I mean, for whatever reason you want to do it for, that's your reason. But anyway, that situation led to me being angry about the, the event. Um, this particular thing situation actually happened the next night after the event. I was still fuming about the process. It was still a weekend. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a, I know for example, it was a Sunday night because the next morning, I was supposed to be at work on Monday, and I had to call my guy, who's another drifter, and say, hey, man, I, I told him straight up, hey, man, I just stuffed my car in the mountains. He was cool about it. He's done it before, so he knew exactly, and he knew exactly where I was at. So I was like, yeah, man, let me get this car out of here because, um, all right, so the MSWC right there, I got it on the screen. Um, I was coming downhill, hot. That was about the line. I was messed. The line was really messed up, what I was doing, and also it was pitch black dark, and my lights were not that bright. So um, I'm coming down or whatever. I got like kind of crazy with it. I was kind of like showing off a little bit. I had about uh, 500 something horsepower, 50 whatever horsepower engine that was way too much powerful for this particular pass. And I was drifting in third gear, which they were telling me not to. Um, I thought they were saying like, you know, because or whatever. I was, I was just, it was a group of guys out there who pretty much was like, who the fuck is this guy? And I was like, I'll show you who I am. So I did a, I did a bunch of runs. And on this particular run, I stuffed the car. And uh, luckily, man, Two runs before this, I had a girl in the car. One of the girl, one of the guys' girlfriends wanted to ride because you know they were, she was hearing the sounds of the cars. And again, my car was a prep, D, a prep track car, basic level, entry level, about seventy k, sixty k invested. Um, but my car was way more expensive than any car out there. So the sounds, the 
all that stuff was a lot more aggressive than their cars because their cars are just regular regular cars with like diffs and suspension. Um, so I um yeah I come down there I'm coming I'm coming down here wide open third gear I shouldn't have been in third gear I should have kept in the second gear like they said I come around way way too much wheel spin there was nothing on the ground it was all dry and uh, where you see the white line is it was a term uh, a uh, what is it uh, uh, a uh, turnbuckle or a um, whatever you call it man um, that shit was there so I'm coming down um, I got too much rotation over rotated. Um, I hit the back of it, spun the car 180 degrees, and then where you see the cars and the trees, actually, is not a good representation on the angle because actually the the, the uh, road is not. It was up. It was upgrade. It was up and downhill. Um, so when I crashed, it was actually a flat, like a flat top up here, and the road is like down here. So if you see my hands like this, um, the road is here, and you can imagine when I when I hit the turnbuckle, the car crashed and went down the hill like this. And then those trees right there, I crashed right into the side of the trees. Another bolting cage. Another bolting cage that saved my leg because, sure enough, if it wasn't for that bolting cage, my fucking leg would have been crushed. Would have been crushed because, again, I bent that cage again. Uh, so, again, uh, two, that's two two points for for bolting cages, proper bolting cages on proper, proper uh, chassis. If you bolt in a cage on a shitty shitty cage you don't use the backing plates you don't use the uh in his chassis is bad of course you're gonna have those issues then some people mentioned if you hit something at high speed of rate the you know, the the cage acts like a, a can opener if your cage is acting like a can opener that means like you know of course you got the top the top half i mean it has to be a really violent crash i mean i'm talking about like the crashes where you guys see like the f the wrc guys rolling down the hill like that that, that and Pikes Peak, that's a different level. Yeah, it possibly can do that. But we're talking about a, in drifting, you just got one one quick bump or whatever, or you, and you you're done. Maybe you roll around a little bit and that's it. But uh, my roll cages to my the two roll cages that I've had in that particular crash and those crashes both saved my right leg because both caved in. So ironically, that R thirty three when I crashed there, it hit the um it hit the uh, tire on the same right side as the uh, my my leg. And this crash right here when I when I did a one eighty and spun around down a hill, um I crashed into the side of the tree, car wrecked. Um and it was that right side again that saved my lot my, my leg, man. So um, bolting cages work fine as long as you put it in so that's kind of like some extra stuff right there um basically like i say the reason why i crashed is just a, a sheer mistake visibility once i seen what was coming up it was just kind of too late and when i'm kind of going to go backtrack a little bit because i said i drove there a bunch i didn't actually that was actually my second night actually driving there the first time i went there i was with some people i drove their cars and there was slow stuff i mean like bald almost bald tires it was raining that night and it was like low speed stuff i drifted a few times uh this is my first time in one of my cars there but i actually this road right here runs to a mountain that uh you go to go to to go towards snowboarding and stuff like that guys who are you probably can add it up I'm not gonna say any again i'm not promoting the stuff right here i don't want to tell you where it is if you find it you find it good on you it won't be on me um, but you drive past this road a bunch to go uh, snowboarding and everything and it's the next town over in Misawa. so if you that's all that's as much as i'll give you um so anyway um come down there at third speed wide open too got too damn fast too much wheel speed by the time i realized that that uh what was going on right there i honestly kind of panicked because the street you know street thing is a different kind of uh street drifting is a different kind of deal and uh not saying that you're scared or anything like that but street drifting is street drifting is just a little bit different and i kind of panicked a little bit because you got more stuff you got more stuff at risk and yeah, I uh, ran it off the road, hit hit the turnbuckle a little bit, clipped it, went down the hill. The only fortunate part was the guys I was with that night. 
um, one of the guys that was a somewhat of a you know, he did some off the book stuff and everything, and uh, he was going to get the car there for me. And um, that same night, it was just how how this stuff works that way, man. That same night, which I didn't check, that same night that I crashed, that insurance expired that night at twelve. Uh, by the time I crashed, it was about one two a.m. in the morning, and uh, it was the next day. So. I mean, we could have left the car there, and I went and got insurance for it. But I wanted the car gone. I wanted the car out of there as soon as possible. So I told his dad to grab it. His dad was going to use this as an insurance write-off, which pretty much was to do me a favor for a case of beer, and he collected insurance money for the pickup. So that didn't happen, man. So I ended up having to pay the guy. He ended up charging me the money he was going to make. He ended up charging me like twelve hundred bucks, which at that particular time. I was working at a contracting job. I wasn't making no. I was making like a thousand bucks every two weeks. Uh, it was nothing, and I was living here in Japan. Just got the military, so that really sucked, man. It took me. Um, it took me like five payments to pay him back in increments of two hundred bucks, which is uh, Nimon yen, which is two hundred bucks one to one ratio, and that really sucked, and that set me back almost two and a half, three years. Uh, that one night, man, that one situation. So, you know, again, I'm not knocking street. If you guys want to go out there and do street, that's cool with you. But, man, if I didn't do that that one night, odds are that uh, that car, I probably have wrecked it on the track. Um, but I could still have that car. And, um, yeah, man, it set me back. Even though I rebuilt the car since with a Sylvia and re and, uh, and, and, sh- and shelled everything over to that car. But, you know, what I mean, that one one night, man, one incident, one accident, man. And also, if the guy, went, his dad, when got me out there, um, I would have been out of Japan because uh, something like that, the magnitude of that crash, and I hit a tree. They would have charged me for damaging a tree, a fucking tree, man. The tree was that tree been around before I was born. is is going to be around after I die probably. Uh, that big, huge trees. I mean, like huge trees. Uh, I probably knock some bark off the tree, and but in Japan, they'll charge you for that. They'll charge you like ten thousand dollars for knocking bark off of a tree. Like no shit, I'm not joking around, man. So, uh, when you go out, want to come up here and do street drifting and toge, man, just be be knowledgeable uh, your, of your uh, surroundings. Have a backup plan, and uh, don't get screwed, man. Because if you're here with a guy as a gaijin, they don't mess around, man. They'll get your ass out of here. Um, Japanese guys end up paying fees, and then they get their license taken and stuff like that. But you being a gaijin, a foreigner, you're gonna get smashed for that, man. So I'm take this image. I'll have this image up there for a while. So let me take this image down. And wrap it up on there, but yeah. So that, that this this segment, which uh, is about thirty four minutes, and that's great timing. I don't want this to be long. Um, it's just going over some of the crashes I've had. This is only some of this. These are like the major ones I've had, uh, where the car was either they're pretty much all immobilized, except for the first one. It was just like harder or whatever, but that was just a, a track thing. Um, of course, everybody out there have had like little. I mean, I couldn't. Man, I'll be here all day just going over all the. All of the drift uh, issues I've had over over the time and everything, but yeah, um, little small fender benders, little wall rubs and things like that. It happens. People do that all the time. But these are more so major uh, crashes on my end and all stuff out there. Again, for the guys who are watching who are just new to drifting, um, you're gonna crash. Uh, again, if you're not crashing, you're just not pushing hard enough. I'm, I hate to say it like that. It might sound bad, but everybody who's anybody in drifting has wrecked the car. All your favorite drifters has wrecked cars. One more, one or more, five or more. All of you guys are wrecked cars. So again, if you got um, those those feelings out there, it's just not for you. Drifting uh, takes heart, and uh, it, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, when you do crash, is that PTSD or whatever a crash, and you got to get over it right away. So you'll see. I've done it plenty of times where you you have a close call or you wreck, 
but it's not you crash but it's not hard enough to damage anything you go up the track you shake the wheel rev the gas make sure nothing's sticking you go back around you nail it the next time and people in the crowd be like oh shit so you just motivated somebody by having heart because they see like oh man he's gonna be done you come right back around next lap wide open you know then you nail it because you know exactly what you did so you know exactly what you got to do to make that happen uh, so drifting is um, you're, you're you're teetering on a line of in control and out of control. It takes one little act, one little blip or one little something wrong or one little uh, focus. If you guys watched Initial D when Watery was uh, racing Takami and they were going back and forth and, and it started raining, he turns on his uh, when they were up in the mountains and after he had the supercharger or something like that on that. So it was like Project D. So they ran it back and he turned he. Uh, they running it back and forth with uh, Takami and everything, and then he turns on. Was it Takami? Damn, man, it's been a while. I gotta watch it back. Was it Keske? Um, was it Keske? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, my bad. Watery versus Keske. They didn't run it back. So Watery versus Keske on initial D. And they were in the rain. They were doing uphill battle this time because uh, Watery had the uh, supercharger. Man, I hope I'm right. It's been. I got. If I'm not, I got. I feel bad because I'm, I'm initial D guy. So anyway, he turned on the. He, he, he driving, driving, driving. And neck and neck and neck or whatever, and then he turns on the damn windshield wipers, hits a great bam, spins out. So when you're driving a car, man, you got to be fully focused on what you're doing. One little mistake will screw things up, so you can't do that. So uh, that, again, that's all. In a nutshell. I just it was a good idea. I've been held, holding it in my head for a while, and I just want to get it out. And I'll try to get more of these podcasts. I like this where I have like some some of a guy that way I'm not talking about because it seems like when I get on here by myself, I'm not bitching or venting. Well, not bitching, more so venting about. The, what's happening that day which means most for me I run a business so I'm dealing with customers every day so it kind of in a, in a nut it would sound like I'm a I'm a salty guy towards my customers it ain't dead it ain't always like that but some customers do I, I don't want to talk about it so anyway but yeah that's why I want to have these segments or her topics guys are there again um, if you go you want to go ahead you can go ahead and send uh, send topics to Pango Style uh, podcast at PangoStyle.com who want me, want me to touch on uh, questions and things like that and then I'll get to those guys so again thanks for tuning in this is going to be Donnie signing off from uh, Masawa Japan Pango Style Garage I'll see you guys later out there and definitely go out there and crash <laughs>